Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I like a boss. Live from the fantasyfootballshow.com studios. It's the Fantasy Football Show. Live! Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. What is going on, good people? I'm still trying to get better, um, but we are here doing it live, and we've got a lot of news to cover. We've got league winners to talk about. Um, we've got questions in the chat to get to, and then, of course, of course, voicemails and maybe phone calls if we have time. So plug that that uh, that thumb up button, smash it, annihilate it. Uh, DeAndre Swift it, Travis Etienne it, Josh Allen it, whatever you want to do, just smash it. Subscribe if you're new, and let's get to the news. We got we got coughing going on. We got where this household is so sick. Um, I'm the healthiest one in, in Casa de Smitty, so uh, but we're all we're all getting along. So let's get to the news. And now for the news. Okay, so first of all, we're going to talk about these two gentlemen right here on screen, Travis Etienne and DeAndre Swift, and why they are both potential league winners in 2022. Both of them having very, very different values. Um, One looking a lot different than the other. Um, One is going in the top. 10 to 15 the other is going to go in the probably fifth round right now news like this doesn't help definitely think we could see etn climb into the fourth round um on the regular but we'll see the difference between the two though i mean travis etn he could be potentially as good as swift and you're getting him let's just say worst case scenario right now he climbs it to, to uh to about the end of the fourth round um then then you're talking about you're still talking about a guy that can climb two more rounds whereas Swift Swift could be probably uh you know he's going around 14 12 11 he could climb into the top five so he's he definitely could be you know a league winner um I don't I don't know that you can call him as big of a league winner or as big of a rags to riches not that not that fourth or fifth round values rags but this is this is the true league winner right here in Travis Etienne. Swift is more like you're going to secure, you know, a solid second round pick. And and, and I see, <laughs> I knew these were going to come around. This is the the funny the funniest comments. I've taught you well, Smitty. Uh, first lamb, Aliu. There's no way anyone that knows what they're talking about that that is sane that has any kind of uh, uh of head on their on their shoulders that's gonna think you taught me anything about cd lamb boy let, let's it let me just tell you that second of all i love the comments of i'm glad you're coming around on swift or there's no coming around on swift everything's year to year what what, what what's been talked about last year what swift came into last year that's last year 
That has nothing to do with this year. If I like Swift this year and didn't like him last year, it has 0% to do with me coming around on him or seeing the talent. We all knew the talent was there. The problem was a bunch of different things last year, which he ended up playing well, but he didn't meet the expectations a lot of people had. The same draft value he had in early 2021. This time last year, Swift was going at 10, 11, 12. And we had to pump the brakes because you had Anthony Lynn and, and, and the coach the coach and OC wanting to run multiple running backs. And Anthony Lynn also called this guy his second, his B-back, which none of us agreed with. But you have to walk in from season to season with a different approach. It's pretty funny. It's pretty funny when, when, when people say that. Like, oh, glad you came around on him. No, that's not how it works, Aliyup. And not to mention, you have nothing on me on Lamb Alley Oop. So take a big fat lap. Don't come back until you're done. And this guy wants to be a mod. This guy wants to be a way to go. Way to reset your timer. Where's the we should do a reset timer? On, on when we'll reevaluate whether you're going to be a mod. Okay, so here here's the time. Oh, you had nine minutes left. <laughs> nine minutes left. That's unfortunate. Let's set that back to, okay, let's see here. Uh, 2023. New timer. Okay, 365 days, nine minutes and 40 seconds. I don't know why there's an extra nine minutes on there. Timer reset on whether Aliyub can be a mod. Go. Okay. Um... Anyway, back to what I was saying. Travis Etienne can be a true league winner. Swift can be kind of a, you know, uh, pilot on top, you know, help you solidify that championship because you're expecting something out of a 12, 13, 14 overall pick. You're expecting something out of that. You know, you you don't just, you don't just win a league from that 12, 13, 14, you know, range really very often. You, you can like... Like, for example, if Jamar Chase, for some reason, fell down to that range, like, he can win you a league there. Or Javante Williams potentially can win you a league there. But Swift belongs in the 5 to 12, and you're getting him in the 10 to 12. Um, so you're getting a value. Like, he belongs in the 5 to 12, but you're getting him in the, the maybe 9 to 12. So that's a couple, you know, spot advantage, but it's a big spot. Like, you're talking about when you're still in the top 15, four or five slots is still a big amount of draft slots so he's a climber he's definitely a guy that can climb up and and produce way above what you pay etn is multiple round climbing material um etn could be as good as swift and he's going in the fourth round so i love both these guys you could even walk out with a wide receiver in round one come up come into round two draft deandre swift draft etn later and literally get both of your running backs your running back one and running back two out of your second round and hopefully still your fifth round pick because there's a potential that 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 etn could still fall on the regular to like 5.1 to 5.8 in redraft in dynasty he's going a whole round higher he's going around four uh around mid four in dynasty uh which is still a steal now he is coming back from the liz frank injury um everything i'm hearing is looking good and we have this report right here um 
that Travis Etienne is legitimately looking like his old self from his explo- from an explosive standpoint. And that, that's fantastic. That's fantastic because these injuries sometimes can derail your career. But typically, Liz Frank injuries that derail careers, you see a lot of setbacks. Um, the foot's not healing properly. Uh, the player's usually older. So the fact that he's having no setbacks there's been progression of he's 70%, he's 80%, he's 90%. He's been well over 90% for a little while now, like a couple weeks or, or, or more. So you got to assume he's like at the 95% range. And I don't know that I would say like there's a that 5% you know range that isn't quite filled in yet, like if he's 95% or 92%. I don't think it's a risk of injury. Like if he doesn't get to 100%, He's, you know, he's likely to get hurt in that window. I think it's more of a, is his quickness back? Is his explosiveness back? Similar to Cam Akers tore his Achilles. Um, he was on the field, right? I, I don't know that that was good. I think it's going to potentially lead to another injury. Um, you know, wait and see. But but his explosion wasn't there. He probably was like 30 or 40 percent back 20 20 to 30 percent back in terms of his explosion you saw cam on the field he was getting corralled left and right he had no explosion whatsoever so that's what we're talking about when we say 90 95 percent not that he's like got a five percent chance of completely blowing it he wouldn't be on the field running and doing all these things if he wasn't you know in a position where he wasn't going to hurt himself um there's been no setbacks as far as we've heard the only negative really aside from potential injury what's up mark cleveland in the house um, the only negative besides injury potential with Travis Etienne would be running back by committee threat, which is certainly present with a, a, a system like this. Um, you know, uh, Doug Peterson notoriously always runs a running back by committee. He did it in Philly. He did it with Miles Sanders when there was literally no legitimate running back. Everyone laughed at the idea of Boston Scott. You'll get a couple comments once in a while. Boston Scott is pretty good. No one thought he was then. That's the whole point. He had no legitimate backup, and Boston Scott was then thrusted in and became relevant, became somewhat decent to a lot of people, but he was nothing. He was a nothing player to every single person that thought Miles Sanders was going to come out slinging and, and tossing points all over the field left and right, and guess what Doug Peterson did? He, he literally running back by committee the thing into the ground, and that's a potential threat. The saving grace here is that ETN is so far superior. I'm not saying Miles Sanders didn't have a lot of that superior talent, you know, above the other running backs, but he was not a he was not a Travis ETN. I know Travis ETN hasn't proven that he is this guy we're painting him to be right now. Like he's not Travis ETN. Like ETN's proven it. He hasn't yet, but his receiving ability is so far above every other player on the team including Christian Kirk their number one wide receiver ETN's the number one true wide receiver he's the number one pass catcher and I think that you're gonna see not only ETN and 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 Trevor Lawrence with this already existing rapport um connect but you're gonna see not only the rapport built there but the demand for it the fact that trevor lawrence in order to take the next step trevor lawrence needs to have his winner on the field his producer his safety net the guy that can do anything anywhere on the field and even if doug peterson runs some kind of running back by committee in terms of the carries 
we're hoping this is the hope there's no lock there's always risk when it comes to players especially players coming off big injuries like this especially players that are in the face of a potential running back by committee that history tells us is probably going to happen again we're taking a big chance in a way is it a big chance probably not that big of a chance because guess what fifth round adp which currently travis Etienne still has it has all of the of the risk baked into fifth round value so there's risk but not really that big of risk if you climbed into third round value then we'd be talking about more of a a a balance of risk and reward that we don't really love anymore we'll accept it maybe still we'll find out you know push us to the limit make us draft etn in the third round we'll let you know um don't don't mess up his adp and mock drafts everybody I'm, I'm pointing at every single one of you in here that when we do a mock draft, stop sniping these players at the sneaky good value that we're talking about here on the show during the Monday through Friday 7 p.m. edition of the show. If I tell you that, that, that Kenneth Walker is the number one rookie running back, if I tell you Kenneth Walker is going to have second round value in 2022 in hindsight, don't go drafting him in the second and third rounds and ruining his near fifth and sixth round redraft ADP that's sitting there ripe for the taking. And and, and I, I, I understand how tempting it is. You're in a mock draft. You want to be the one that drafted Kenneth Walker. You're in a mock draft. You want to be the one to draft Javante Williams. We're talking these guys up on the show. But when we're in a mock draft and you start taking these guys at their sleeper value, like, hey, their ability to climb into this range, Javante can be a top five running back still. I don't care what anybody says about Melvin Gordon or this or that. Javante Williams is a league winner. Javante Williams anywhere in the second round, meaning anywhere is your second drafted player. You draft at the 1.12, Javante's your 2.1. You draft at the 1.11, Javante's your 2.2. I don't care where you are in the second round. Javante needs to be your second drafted player. Whether it's the top of the second or bottom of the second. The point is, the second drafted player wins you a league. I need everyone to please stop drafting this man in the top five. I need everyone to please stop pumping up uh, Kenneth Walker's ADP past round three in redraft. Like, you want to take him in four, I get it. And I do too. And sometimes I do. If I think, ah, there's some some crafty uh, snake oil salesman in my draft and he's gonna I know he's gonna steal away Kenneth Walker and I don't care if I'm reaching around I'll take him at 4.10 but in almost every draft I've been patient enough and we're talking best ball which you can find if you go to thefantasyfootballshow.com click on the underdog banner get a free 10 minute phone call if you do that use promo code smitty but in every single best ball draft that I've done, that I've been patient, and I've waited on Kenneth Walker, he's fallen. He's fallen. And guess what? Your your rank, your pre-rank list on your league software, wherever you're drafting, whether it's on uh, uh, an underdog, which again, thefantasyfootballshow.com, click the underdog banner, get your free 10-minute phone call. I don't care what what where you're drafting, that pre-rank list is going to guide you into pushing the limits of where you can let a player fall i.e you want to draft kenneth walker okay it's 4.10 you have smitty ringing in your bell 
Oh my God. Oh my God. Smitty says he's going to be a second rounder in hindsight. He's sitting there. Should I take him? Look at the pre-rank. Is the pre-rank showing him even on the top like 10, 15 players available? Because if you're picking 12 picks away, however many picks away, 20 picks away, you've got to count and figure out, is he right on the verge of being the top like one, two, three, four, five players recommended once you get to your fifth round pick? You know, will he be 10 picks away? Will he be right at the number one spot? You know you're going to lose a player if the pre-ranked list is set up to where that player is going to be at the top or even close to the top. My rule of thumb is that if it's within a scroll or if your league app shows like 8 to 10 players, if you can see the player within that that top you know, 8 to 10 overall players, uh, then, then you probably are okay to reach on a player that you really, really want. The problem is, the problem is, I reached too early on Kenneth Walker myself. I reached too early. Every time I've been patient, he's fallen. He's fa- He fell to me in, what was it, round six in one of the best ball drafts, and I think round five or round six in the other one. I literally feel like I got a top 15 overall player in Kenneth Walker for 2022. We're talking about best ball redraft on underdog. Promo code SMITTY. Get in it. There's the, the $10 million in prizes battle that we're doing. You can play against me. Your team will be playing against me. It's $25 an entry. And you pick, uh, you draft against 11 other people. And, and then I think the first four weeks you battle against that 12. And then the winner of the 12 after four, four weeks goes into the big pool. So that's where I'm going to see you with those teams with Kenneth Walker. Any team I got Kenneth Walker in round six, I'll be in the big battle, baby. And, and, and every time I've waited, this guy's fallen. I don't know how we got on the Kenneth Walker topic. I get on Kenneth Walker topic very easily. Like, you can just sneeze wrong and, and, or breathe heavy. And I'll be like, Kenneth to Walker the to the moon. Um, we need a moon call for Kenneth Walker. <laughs> ETN, Kenneth Walker. Those are two running backs you can win with. If you want to go on a, a very late this is one of my favorite strategies right now. Let's take it to the board and talk about it. This is one of my favorite strategies right now that I've been that I've been working up. Okay, so you go ahead and wait on a running back. Here's round one, round two, round three, round four, round five, round six. I don't know in every league you're going to be able to pull this off. I don't know, but if ETN's falling to this fifth round pick. And Walker falls to this pick. You have yourself potentially two top 10 running backs. Yeah. You heard me correctly. You have potentially two top 10 running backs in the fifth and sixth round. Now, granted, you have to move these two up around each. Let's say you take Walker here and ETN here. It still works fine. But imagine if you can focus on all the other positions you want right here. Whether it's uh, Jamar Chase at this pick and then in this round you take uh i don't know who anybody anybody could fall to this to this draft selection let's 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 just say you like the kelsey approach you're like i want to take kelsey smitty you take kelsey then 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 right here let's say you take uh um someone throw out a name someone throw out a name i don't know let's just say you want to focus on uh josh allen 
and you're like, I'm not gonna let Allen fall. I don't care about early QB. People can laugh at me all they want. Then right here, maybe you go running back, running back, running back. You know, maybe you go wide receiver. Maybe you go Waddle. Maybe Waddle's even too early there. I don't know. But Chase, Kelsey, Allen, Waddle, ETN, Walker. Tell me that doesn't win a championship. Somebody in the chat tell me that this isn't one of the biggest cakewalk into a championship situations that you can come up with when painting a no running back until rounds five and six strategy. Like, what am I missing here? How is this not talked about more by people? The ETN and Walker approach. Sounds like a law firm. ET, we, we, need, we need to come up with a, a, a song for that. The ETN and Walker and Associates. <laughs> Where's some music? Give me some. I need some music. Hold on. ETN and Walker and Associates. Where, where do we, we need some music. Here we go. Where, where do we got? We got some, do we got anything? ETN in Walker and Associates. <laughs> need an attorney? ETN in Walker and Associates. <laughs> I mean, it's the best strategy around. Am I wrong? Somebody tell me I'm wrong. Chase, Kelsey, I mean, I'm not even sold on this. I'm just merely trying to paint the, the running back late. You pick whoever you want in this range. You don't like Josh Allen earlier, that's fine. Do whatever you want. You don't even have to go no RB until round five. I'm just, I'm trying to emphasize it. I'm trying to, like, you can pull whoever you want here. Let's say you liked uh, Tyreek Hill and he, he falls. I personally am a little scared of Tyreek Hill this year. But Chase Hill and, and round three, I don't know, uh, Andrews. Let's say you love Andrews. I'm, I'm just trying to come up with different different approaches. Like, this is a fire approach. Herbert. Let's say you take Herbert here. You know, or or, or you could maybe get uh, Josh Allen there. Chase, Hill, Andrews. Andrew, Andrew, Andrews? The, the W's in there somewhere. Andrews, Herbert, Etienne Walker. Absolute madness. Um, Ali, if I see your super chat. Hold on a second. I'll get to it. I mean, anybody else just like thrilled about the look of that of that that no running back until round four to five? It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Uh, where's the super chat? If I can get there by by way of deed, I'm gonna buy my way into a mod spot. <laughs> You're not, Aliu, but I appreciate you. You're not. Especially when you start saying things like, you taught me about CeeDee Lamb. You couldn't start off a sentence more ridiculous than that statement, Ali, you used earlier. I taught you everything, especially CeeDee Lamb. <laughs> Come on, bro. Come on, bro. Um, anyway. <laughs> uh, ETN Walker and Associates. Where's my megaphone? Let's try it with the megaphone. ETN Walker and Associates. <laughs> That's it, bro. This is it. This is it. Chase Hill. I, I, I don't know about I don't know about Andrews myself, honestly. Uh, whatever. This is it. I like this look right here. Fill in whoever you like in round two and three. Two and three. I mean. Let's just let's throw Javante in here because we know Javante's falling half the time. 
let's just say we go Javante, Etienne, Walker, and Associates. Let's say they add a partner. Let's say they add a partner to the firm. Let me get this music so it stops. Hold on a second. I don't like how it starts over every time. Okay, here we go. Is that good? Good. Okay, we're smooth. Um, Let's say they add a partner to the firm. Okay, so it's Chase, Javante, Etienne, Walker, and Associates. Um, let's go. Let's go back to the Josh Allen and Waddle. I mean, that's just sick. That is just sick, man. You know, and, and I mean, I don't know who you could put in round three. You could do DK and Waddle potentially. But that is just absolutely sick. Okay. Where are we at? Let me turn this down. So, league winners, Travis Etienne, go get him. Go get him. He's in the fifth round right now. You can find him around 5.1 to 5.5 in redraft. About a round earlier or half a round earlier in Dynasty both are completely worth it. News like this will probably vault his value up. Give it about a week. ADPs might adjust a tiny bit, but people are people are ready for ETN. A lot of people are scared of him. A lot of people are scared of the offense. A lot of people feel like this is going to take some time to get going. A lot of people think that that uh, that the law dog Trevor Lawrence is going to fall on his face. I believe in the law dog. I believe in Travis Etienne. I don't think they've been super smart with their offseason moves in Jacksonville, but they have made moves. They're trying to get better. They're overspending, but they're getting decent talent, so it's not like they've wasted their money entirely. They just way overspent. I kind of like what's going on here, and I think think Etienne's going to have a phenomenal year. And anything he loses in running back by committee risk, because that's how Doug Peterson is. I believe he makes up for it in being commanded to be on the field by Trevor Lawrence, the law dog. And the law dog's going to want to feed his deputy. His deputy is ETN. ETN is also a lawyer. <laughs> this is getting confusing. Over at ETN Walker and Associates, they're trying to get Javante on the team. But anyway, that's that. Um, Swift. Swift could have one of those top five running back seasons. He really could. He's a very talented guy. Always loved his talent. The injury risk is still there. That's the only red flag that's left for DeAndre Swift. Part of why I was scared away from DeAndre Swift last year was he had the injury risk mixed with the situational risk, mixed with the coaching, mixed with the bad team, mixed with the offense that was going to struggle to get the football down the field. The Lions have improved at every facet except for a quarterback but they still improved at every single facet and the the, the offense is improving. The field position is going to improve. It's a whole different ball game talking about DeAndre Swift this year than talking about him last year. And he still did relatively relatively well last year, but he was commanding early on this, this almost first round value and it was out of control. Now it's, it's more warranted because the offense has improved tremendously. Defense, everything's improved. And now you got Lynn gone. They stripped Lynn's. I know Lynn's in San Francisco. They stripped Lynn's play calling ability by midseason because this guy did not have a good grasp on what was going on in this 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 rushing situation. He didn't know how to balance the the, the approach. He didn't have the right um, 
uh, I think thinking using Swift and the, the, the urgency of getting him on the field. And he didn't understand, I think, what he had in Swift, to be honest with you. And I know that a lot of Niner fans are real excited about Anthony Lynn coming over. They're excited. Niner fans are excited about, let's be honest, about anybody that comes over, no matter what their qualifications are. Like Greasy, you guys are pumped about Greasy. He's got no experience whatsoever. Like, it, it's just natural to, to back your guy. But this guy, Anthony Lynn, he's got some, he's got some skills, but he's got, hopefully Shanahan can compartmentalize them because he got his play call duty stripped in Detroit. He missed uh, misunderstood his situation very, very badly in 2021 in Detroit. So Swift doesn't have that problem anymore. Swift is now the main guy. There's no volume concern. There's no team concern. There's no nothing. The only thing that's a concern is the injury risk. And one red flag is concerning because it's injury, but it's one red flag. I tell you, stay away from players that have multiple red flags. This guy no longer has multiple red flags. He has one, the injury risk. But even with two or three missed games, he could still be a top 10 running back. The volume should be there. Get on board the DeAndre Swift train. It is going to be a nice ride in 2022. Um, This right here, let's be honest. Um, We got a Rashad White comment here. Rashad White to the moon. <clears throat> Rashad White to the moon. Appreciate the Rashad White comment. I re- I, re- I I appreciate. I'm a kind of guy that can appreciate any good solid Rashad White comment. You know what I'm saying? When when a nice solid Rashad White comment comes across my screen, I take notice. So Alex, I appreciate you. You are Smitty approved, it, man. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and say that this news is a little disturbing to me. I'm kind of joking, kind of not. Um, Josh Allen throws up before every single game. I'm not saying that that, like, devalues him. Maybe it does. I don't know. Like, what's he still doing throwing up before every game? I know everybody's different. And then then the part that bothered me was he said, I start thinking about it, I get a little queasy. Like, this is not the stomach, the ironclad stomach we want in our number one quarterback. This is maybe why Herbert... Needs to move to the number one spot in everyone's minds. Walking into 2022, especially the fact that you can get him around later. But Josh, you need to get a little bit stronger stomach, buddy. You're in the big leagues now. Um, Throwing up before every single game? Getting queasy just thinking about it? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure how I feel about this, Josh Allen. But uh, it was kind of shocking to me that he still throws up before every single game not to mention isn't that bad for like your you know, that's a, that's a lot of times that you're throwing up that's 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 quite a number i wonder if he does it during preseason games too like this is crazy man this is crazy uh yeah let's go uh herbert season bro herbert season uh, i i still love josh allen i still love josh allen i uh half my family's from buffalo so i have a I have a lot of invested interest in Josh Allen and the Bills, but um, very much rooting for the Bills, very much rooting for Josh Allen. I just, I'm a huge Justin Herbert goat fan, and Herbert to the moon. Herbert is the goat. He'll punch you in the throat. It's goat season. It's goat season. Okay. Um, <clears throat> let's see here. Glenn Hall, great NHL, NHL goal. What are we talking about NHL? Get what NHL. Chucky, what are you doing talking about NHL? Oh, puking. 
Glenn Hall, great NHL goalie, puke before every game. Okay. Chucky's making me feel better about it. He's making me feel better about it. Hey, Smitty, love your work in the fantasy industry. Any advice on the website to restore my life? Yeah, email me, bro. It says it right on the right on the homepage. Just click that button, bro. Click that button, Richie. I've already sent you an email, I know, for a fact, on how to do it. You might want to check your junk mail. But um, email me right now, and I'll uh, I'll take care of you. <sighs> Matty Ice. I don't, I don't know about Matty Ice having a good a good fantasy season. He might do okay, yeah. I mean, super flex or something, but I'm not starting Matty Ice in any, in any league, bro. Okay, this news right here. Baker Mayfield, source, uh, tells Cleveland plain dealer that the Seahawks would likely sign Baker Mayfield were he released by the Browns. There's a lot of talk about the Browns maybe cutting him. Um, it's shocking to me that they would and they wouldn't let him play out, you know, the potential suspended amount of time that, that Deshaun Watson could be out. You know, I don't know why. I don't know why. I don't know why you would you would uh, not want to try and shove him out there, win some games because I think that the odds are of him winning some games over Brissett are probably a little higher. I think Brissett's good. I like Brissett a lot. But I don't know why you wouldn't try and get something out of Baker. But let's say they cut Baker. Look, you had Pete Carroll say, I'm not interested in Baker. You had Pete Carroll say, uh, we're not trading Russell Wilson. They traded Russell Wilson like the next week. So we're not interested in Baker. Yeah, right. You'll sign Baker immediately, Pete Carroll. And you know what? That will be great. I really do hope Baker gets cut. Because I want the Seahawks to get to get this Baker Mayfield character under under center. I don't care about the the drama he brings to the locker room. All I care about is that he can throw the football far enough to DK that it's gonna you know it's gonna get things done and, and stretch that field out. We want Kenneth Walker with as much room to run as possible. Kenneth Walker with Baker Mayfield is a lot better off. Um, so give me that all day long. I really hope this works out. And Baker Mayfield is in Seattle. Look, he's he's not great. He's not a great quarterback, but he's good enough. We saw how good Nick Chubb did and Kareem Hunt, the run game in, in Cleveland. I have no questions or problems or worries whatsoever about Kenneth Walker. Not that I, I do yet at all. I love Kenneth Walker. But if you give him Baker, that that's fine. I don't, I don't even need a quarterback upgrade for the next couple of years. That's good enough and sufficient enough. The offense will move the football down the field enough. DK's dangerous enough that a, an errant pass that might be off target thrown DK's direction, DK can go get it. DK can grab it. He doesn't need that ball to be right here. He can go like this and grab that ball anywhere. This guy's got a uh, this guy's got a, a, a catch radius that's you know the size of this room that I'm in. So I absolutely love this idea and I hope it works out. Uh, 97 of you in here, please punch the thumbs up if you're new. Subscribe if you're new. Um, hit that uh, hit that subscribe button if you're new and wipe your feet at the door. Wipe your feet. It helps the show when you hit that thumb up button on the way in when you when you when you uh, DeAndre Swift that button. Uh, Gus the bus Edwards um, was held out of of Ravens voluntary OTAs as was I believe J.K. Dobbins as well too. So um, these two guys are coming off torn ACLs. Uh, there are a lot of people that are that are o- they're over expecting when it comes to these running backs coming off ACLs these days. Didn't we just learn Saquon Barkley, one of the most fit running backs in the in, on the planet, one of the most fit athletes on the planet, 
uh, biggest quads, which has a lot to do with ACL recovery when you have good quad strength and good muscle surrounding the knee. And this guy, this guy Barkley, you know, had setbacks, obviously. There's no way Barkley didn't have setbacks. We may never hear about him. We may hear about him later. I don't know. But all I know is that Gus the Bus and J.K. Dobbins, they're going to be proving it to me before I even think about investing at their current going ADP cost of entry. Like, especially J.K. Gus, I'm not going to draft no matter what. But but I brought this up because I want to talk about J.K. Dobbins one more time and say that J.K. Dobbins is a huge monster risk. You don't want to draft J.K. Dobbins anywhere near his ADP because people are, are, are plugging him into a running back two value and that's an, uh, it's a lofty expectation. That is a lofty expectation. You cannot expect this man... J.K. Dobbins to deliver on that expectation when you don't even know if he's ready. He's going to get his to- his touchdowns vultured from Lamar Jackson. He's in a running back by committee, whether he wants to be or not. That's the way the system's designed. Um, and and with Gus and with Batty, the rookie, you don't know who's getting what. You don't know who's getting what. There's no way I'm investing in any Raven running back, no matter where they fall, because they're not going to fall past that line in the sand for me that makes them a value grab. Um, last piece of news that's kind of floating around there, Debo Samuel. Debo Samuel. Um, John Lynch told reporters that uh, he will be a part of the Niners this season. We we knew this. This is obvious. Um, it was nice to hear it. He kind of made it made it sound like, you know, a fool. He said something like a fool would would only, you know, not, not bring Debo back and, and have Debo be a part of the team. So, like, the fact that he's, like, overemphasizing Debo is going to be on the roster, there's no question. People need to put to bed this, like, trade talk. Like, we had... Who was it on the show yesterday that said he's going to... What is it? Green Bay or, or something? Bears or something like that. Like, come on. Debo ain't going anywhere. Especially with the draft over. The draft capital's gone. If the Niners were going to trade him, they would have wanted draft capital. They could utilize this draft that just happened. So there's just zero chance, negative chance that he's going to get traded. The only question is, will Debo try and push it to the, you know, push the envelope on how long he can like put up a fuss, you know, or, or, or will he potentially create problems? He can't hold in. The new thing for players to do, and a lot of people say Kyler might do this, is players hold in. They basically, instead of holding out where they miss money and they don't show up, they show up and then they fake injuries or they they play a lesser you know degree or whatever Debo can't do that because Debo's in a position where teams are worried about and this is why some teams didn't trade for him worried about him proving that he can do it consistently and if he comes off of his big year and holds in and underperforms on purpose or fakes an injury he would lose all the potential upside he has to get that big contract there's no chance that Debo's holding out. He would, he would lose $40,000 a day. There's no chance he's holding in. So Debo's showing up, and Debo's going to accept whatever the Niners offer him the best deal. He might push back a little bit as long as he can for his, the amount of time he can. Part of me thinks the reason the Niners are waiting to even offer him a real legitimate offer is to give him the smallest amount of time to sit there and go, no, I don't like that. I want a new deal. They're giving Debo no negotiation time. If they don't put the final offer or the first offer out on the table, Debo can't negotiate. Debo can't sit there and say, no, 
and walk away from the table. If they give him a contract and he's got very little time to show up, guess what? Debo's showing up. Debo's showing up. And Debo's not playing for $4 million. If they offer him $60 mil guaranteed on four years, $104 million total contract on the four-year deal, $59 to $60 guaranteed, he's going to take it. He might push back a little bit, but he's going to take it because he doesn't want to go in playing for $4 million, get hurt, and not get the bag. Not to mention, they will then franchise tag him potentially next year. So it's not like he's he's gaining control by playing through one year on four million. They could just franchise tag him. He might as well sign that that sixty mil guaranteed deal. Maybe he can squeeze in some incentives. Maybe he can get to sixty five million guaranteed. But the Niners aren't gonna up it. Like let's say Cooper Cup signs his big extension coming up, or DK Metcalf gets a big extension, or McLaurin comes in and gets a a little whopping extension. Debo's not going to see much of a bump based on what happens outside of the, the doors. It, it, it's just the bottom line. The Niners have put together a, a, an amount of money that they are going to offer Debo. It's ridiculous that the Niners won't give him the deal now. They won't make the man happy now. It's got to be a negotiation tactic or pure stubbornness by this organization. But this man Debo put his heart and soul on the line and you can't be unorthodox. Step out of the box like he did when he decided to play running back for you and give the man his money early and do something unorthodox back. It doesn't make any sense. You're not creating any kind of rapport between him and Trey right now that probably need to happen or it has been delayed now that Debo Debo's going to be the, the, everything is going to be on track but it's like all this delay, all this delay, all this heartache, all this fan fans turning on Debo, it's all because the Niners didn't want to think outside the box and do something unorthodox. It's absolutely insane. Um okay, so that that's all for the news. Let's get to the voice messages. It's voicemail time. Drop a voicemail at the Fantasy Football Show on the gram. Tell your grandma. Let's see here. I got one from Kenny, I think. Smitty, do you feel Joe Burrow can produce two top 10 dynasty PPR wide receivers? I don't know if this is an old question or not, but I like it. I don't know if I answered it. Uh, Top 10. Yeah, he could. I mean, he definitely could. The the thing is, I don't know that that if Chase is going to be that one, two, or three overall guy consistently, which I think he can then Higgins is going to have a tough time breaching much past 10. Like, you can't be 4-1, and one, you know, consistently or something. I, I think the, the thing is, if uh, if Chase were to get hurt, you know, Higgins would step in and be a wide receiver, you know, one in fantasy. Like, he, not, not the one, but a wide receiver one for sure. And he's already borderline to a lot of people. I think people are overdrafting Higgins, though. I think you can expect wide receiver two fantasy numbers out of Higgins. I think counting on wide receiver one numbers is counting on Higgins at his ultimate high value. I don't think I would go that route. I think it's much smarter to take a, he's a high end wide receiver two at most and not this top 10, you know, dynasty value. I know a lot of these questions that come this way, um, they're typically they come from a place of I own Higgins I don't own Chase is am I screwed 
Am, is is Higgins potentially going to be the number one? That's what a lot of Higgins owners want to hear. And the bottom line is, you can't expect anything in the in the high, even low end wide receiver one value. You can only hope for it, but don't draft for it. Smitty, I got two questions for you, both of them about the Browns. What's your outlook on the Browns if Deshaun Watson gets suspended? Uh, and what's your outlook if he doesn't? Obviously, the the ceiling is way higher if he doesn't. But uh, if he does, are you trying to stow away from all Browns players in fantasy? Um, so Chubb's going to have a good year. And he's going to have probably one good year. And then we take it year by year. Meaning... I'm not going to lock Chubb into having a second good year because Chubb's Chubb's taken a beating. His knee, he had one of the most gruesome knee injuries in the history of football, in the history of college and NFL. His knee, your knee bends like this, right? His knee, literally, if you lock your knee, so if you extend your knee out like that, his knee literally came up and made an L shape the reverse direction. Like your, your knee locks like that. It's basically like taking my elbow. Better example is let me take my elbow. So this is his knee. His his knee literally made an L. And tore everything. Some people say that he didn't tear his ACL. I say that can't be. I say the reason he didn't have a, you know, there isn't, you know, evidence that he tore his ACL is, is a different time. The, the so, social media was different back then information gathering there wasn't a lot of data on stuff like that sometimes people would just say he suffered a knee injury and reporting was very it wasn't very medical you know, deep into the medical scent like people reading didn't understand it so they didn't say it like oh acl no one's gonna know what an acl is he suffered a knee injury tore everything in his knee almost um you it's very hard for me to imagine especially if you look at the knee let me see if i got a let's see if i got my knee model Here's your knee. Bends like that. Literally, his knee went the complete opposite direction. Um, meaning, he probably tore that that ACL. It's hard to imagine he didn't. Um, LCL, MCL, uh, I believe patellar. I believe he tore everything pretty much in his knee. To what degree, we don't know. Again, some of the documentation is different. That's going to add up. I know people are going to say, wait a minute, that was so long ago. He hasn't. Those things cause so many long-term problems years down the road. That's why Todd Gurley's knees went to crap like that. Because Todd Gurley had a bunch of those knee injuries. And especially you damage cartilage. uh, You tear ACLs. Which again, we don't know if he tore an ACL in that knee. This stuff has a lot of problems. A lot of problems occur very quickly once your knee's been that damaged and and he takes a beating like there's two two running backs come to mind when i think about running backs that endure more between the tackles than any other running back because running backs nowadays are ppr and non-ppr more they're between the tackle and pass catching backs they're deandre swifts they're jonathan taylor's they're javante williams they're Najee harris i'm going straight down austin eckler um uh deandre swift like all those guys every single one of them pretty much except for henry and nick chubb those guys take so much abuse between the tackles they will fall fast they will fall harder and quicker and it'll be more abrupt when they end 
their reign as a top running back. It's going to be more abrupt than any of the other running backs like Kamara or Cook. Every single running back pretty much in the top 10 to 12 is a half PPR half between the tackle player that's the way the nfl is that's why it's so funny when people say kenneth walker won't catch passes are you out of your minds is anybody i mean we'll get on that in a second i keep going on this topic over and over but kenneth walker is going to be a ppr nightmare for people he's gonna be a monster he's gonna be a monster say what you want about his college catching you know or lack thereof the fact that they didn't throw it to him keep saying it all you want because Kenneth Walker is going to prove you wrong, just like Zeke Elliott proved people wrong when people tried to paint his inability to pull in passes based on his college uh, reception performances. Guy, guy proved it at the, at the combine. Kenneth Walker proved it at the combine. Kenneth Walker is every single skill set you want and need to be a PPR running back, a monster at the NFL level. Every single thing. And Joku, I keep seeing Njoku to the moon. You want me to hit Njoku to the moon? You want an Njoku to the moon? Here's your Njoku to the moon. You've just been Smitty disapproved. I'm not saying I don't like Njoku or that he can't maybe deliver. I, I, I liked him back in the day, but it's been a little while. Okay, I don't think Njoku gets any kind of um, any kind of moon call, bro. I, I don't think that's that's an appropriate request. I'm sorry. Um, anyway, I don't know what topic we were on, where we were at. Stay. Oh, Terry asked me about the Browns. So, <laughs> and I think I said Nick Chubb would have one good year, and then I went off on some tangent. Yeah, Nick Chubb, one good year. Then we take it case by case. Okay, then I went off. I'm sorry. Let's, re re let's rear back this way. Past that, I mean, Amari Cooper... It depends where you're getting them. Amari Cooper, maybe. Uh, Kareem Hunt, I suppose. Like, if you need running backs and you, you you botched the running back position drafting the whole draft and he's sitting there late, he's not a bad guy to grab. He's not. They're, they're talking about extending him. Um, so, I think I'm going to get hot sweats again. I, I'm just getting a fever again. <clears throat> um, anyway, thank you, Terry. Hey, Smitty, you feeling good about Waller this oh, year? Oh, and ter Terry, um, if Watson's not there, I still feel the same way about Chubb, and I feel iffy about Cooper, depending on his value. If Watson is playing the full season, like let's say the NFL comes out and says, we'll suspend him later, maybe, we'll, we're not going to touch it right right now, then uh, Cooper's, Cooper's in wide receiver two territory pretty easily, um, and I do like him, but I think he gets overdrafted, so we'd have to readdress whether I like him after we know where his ADP would settle with a Watson playing 17 games. Um, so hopefully that answers your question. Hey, Smitty, <coughs> feeling good about Waller this year with the addition of Adams? Do you think he'll bounce back, or are we looking at a repeat of 2021? Um, so I, I like Waller, and I, I, I'm concerned about Waller, and I like Waller. I like Waller because he's falling to, like, fifth round sometimes like sixth round value which is crazy when you think about it but um but i uh guys call the call the the bat phone it's constantly ringing i'm getting texts all the time you can get your you can get your uh your one-on-one -on -one text advice access this has been in my pocket buzzing 
Um, this is my second phone. This is my this is my personal phone. This is my work phone. I carry both around with me at all times. You saw it. You pull this out of my pocket. It's sitting there buzzing, buzzing, buzzing. And if you want a one-on-one access to me, just go to thefantasyfootballshow.com. And uh, that's where you can subscribe to all my stuff on thefantasyfootballshow.com. It's the all-new thefantasyfootballshow.com rankings, bold predictions, trade calculators, the one-on-one advice. You name it, this is your one-stop shop for fantasy football uh, content. I've been doing this for 20 years. This is what I've been doing for 20 years. The video game, I'm, 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 I'm relatively, you know, you could say like, four, this is what, like third or fourth year doing the video content. Um, but, but... I've been doing the writing and the radio stuff for 20 straight years professionally and thefantasyfootballshow.com. That's my my 20 years of, of content creation uh, accumulated there. And so get on over there. We, I just redid the whole thing. Um, it's lightning fast. It's fresh with content. The bull predictions are growing every single day. We've got like, I think, six of them up already. So get on over to thefantasyfootballshow.com and get that lifetime membership so you can get the two years of free text advice. Um, what was, what was this question? Sorry, I'm still, I'm still recovering from the 19. It burrowed me. I got blasted. The whole family's got it. Um, I'm the healthiest one in the household right now. Everyone here has got fevers. Mine may be back. I don't know. Um, but we've been getting blasted. What was the question? Hey, Smitty, you feeling good about Waller? Waller. Thank you, Kenny. Um, Waller. So the fact that he's a fifth to sixth round pick, I like him. But let's think about this for a second. You know, I don't know that he can have the same year he's had in the past, right? But can he can he come in and have a pretty darn good season? Like, well above fifth and a half to sixth round value. I think he can. So at the right, if, if the right players are not on the board available, like example, I take Kenneth Walker over Waller 1,000 times out of 100. I take um, I take Brees Hall over you know Waller. I take Josh Allen over Waller. I take Herbert over Waller. I find myself never really in a position as much as I thought I would based on mock drafts and stuff that we did when I'd see Waller fall. I'm like, that's a great value. I think I might own Waller a lot this year because I, Walker's sitting there nine times out of ten. He's sitting there. I'll take him a thousand times out of ten, but nine times out of a ten, he he's there. In, you know, when I'm drafting in that fifth round. So, you know, I like him, but there's still players I like better than Waller near Waller's ADP. Um, here's a super chat. Uh, hey, Smitty, great show. I'm in a three-keeper, two-QB league. I'm keeping Cup in the fifth round. Thank you for the super chat, by the way. Um, I'm keeping Cup in the fifth round and Debo in the tenth round. Who should be my third keeper? Eckler in round two. Burrow in round six or Pollard in round sixteen. It's a really easy call, bro. You gotta keep Eckler in round two. Main reason is think about it. Where's Burrow getting drafted typically in a draft? Around round five or round six. So you're getting no real advantage other than that nobody else gets to grab Burrow. You have no real keeper advantage. That's where he kind of belongs. Um I would definitely draft him back. I absolutely love Burrow if you can pair him up with these guys again. But Eckler you can't sniff Eckler in the second round. Um, so Eckler's a fantastic pick in that second round. And literally, you you could get a Burrow. You could get a Hurt. You'll get somebody that, that will be in that ballpark that you'll like, even if it's uh, Trey Lance or a Russell Wilson or whatever. Um, but try and get Burrow back. But Eckler, Debo, and Cooper Cup is a fantastic trio. 
Um, excellent job with that. That's absolutely amazing. Um, I'm picking at nine. So you should be able to get Burrow back, and that'll be equivalent to the fourth round, um, which isn't too high for Burrow, I, I think, especially with that that combination of what you got. But personally, what I would do is go after Brees Hall and Kenneth Walker and, and put another one of those running backs, if not both of them, uh, alongside of Eckler. Uh, then, you, then you're in the money, bro. You've got, you've got Debo, Cooper Cup, Kenneth Walker, um, Brees Hall, and Eckler coming out of, of that, that nine, and, 9 and whatever pick you have. That's pretty good, dude. Um, but it also depends on who's there. Uh, don't, don't hesitate to get my one-on-one text advice at, at thefantasyfootballshow.com um, so that I can actually help you when you're on the clock, bro. Just let you know. Appreciate you for that super chat. And also uh, email me. Um, through the fantasyfootballshow.com, I'm going to give you a, a spot in the, the Cooper Cup League for dropping that, that super chat, pal. Appreciate you. Kenny says he's playing two QB, Smitty. Oh, is he? Okay, hold on. Sorry, I'm still I'm still a little out of it. Uh, thank you, Kenny, for, for catching me on that. Um, two QB League, three keeper, two QB League. Yeah, okay, so you need QBs. Yeah, my bad, my bad. I didn't see that. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah. You, if, if that's a 2QB league, Burrow, you keep Burrow. Burrow in the sixth round, that's insane. Yeah, my bad, bro. I didn't see the 2QB league. 100% keep Burrow. Um, so you're throwing Eckler back. Unfortunately. Well, do you throw Eckler back or do you throw... Yeah. you. I mean, you could throw like... Debo back, but that's still good value. Um, yeah, so keep Burrow. <laughs> God. Keep Burrow. Throw Eckler back. Hopefully, you can draft Eckler back. Maybe you can, given that it's a two QB league. Maybe QBs will consume the first, you know, eight picks, and you'll be able to get Eckler back. Try. That'll be good. Um, if not, those running backs, like I said, will be available. But also, you need to consider a quarterback with one of your your next picks that you got there. Even that nine pick. So if like let's say, let's say uh, Russell Wilson is still there or something, that'd be a, pr- a pretty darn good um, duo to have. But my bad on that, I didn't see the two QB part until I closed it. And thank you, Kenny. Kenny, good looking out, pal. Kenny, you're Smitty approved. You've just been Smitty approved. Okay. Nice job. Where are we at? Um. Yeah, Burrow two QB. I I see it, guys. Okay, I, I'm I'm going through the nineteen right now. I'm a little off my a little off my my reading game. <laughs> um, let's see here. No drop, Burrow. No drop, Burrow. Not in a two QB league. Uh, let's get to the the rest of these questions here, Tony. What's up, Smitty? Got a question. What do you feel about um, having a draft fall to you where you wind up landing a running back and a receiver from the same team? So I got Mixon and Higgins, both on the same team. Higgins is my number three receiver. What do you think about that? Just roll with it or try to trade one of them? Um, I don't know, man. It, de- it depends on the options. You know what I mean? Like, I, 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 I don't, I'm not opposed to grabbing... 
I'm not opposed to grabbing any players. It just depends on like it, 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 would I draft Hill and and would I draft like Waddle, like two wide receivers, you know, like that that makes it really complicated. But when you're talking about like your example of of like Chase and Mixon or Higgins and Mixon, it's a potent offense. So whenever there's a potent offense involved, I'm not too worried about it. You got to ask yourself, what are the odds of this offense dropping the ball very often? Like they're not. They're gonna they're gonna explode. Even if they lose a game, the Buffalo Bills, um, the Bengals, there are a handful of teams that are just gonna ball out every single week. Um, I, I don't think I worry too much about it, but it depends on the options. Like if if there's a better if there's a, a safer, equal running back, I might avoid it, I suppose, if everything felt equal. But I'm not letting uh, t- a team or a bye week or anything affect my drafting of the best player on the board. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and say I don't, it doesn't bother me, but it, it, it matters who, who's there, what other options you have. Um Okay, roll that offense will support the top 10 running back in two. Yep, so it doesn't matter. Mostert, I need this most most Mozart uh soundtrack. Yeah, this this is a this is a banger. Um thank you, Kevin. Hey Smitty, rank these college prospects. College prospects version. Um, <laughs> these are called super rookies on my or super rank, rookie rankings on my site, bro. Where I take the sophomores and the the rookies and rank them together. I have a ranking for this, an exact ranking for just sophomores and rookies only on thefantasyfootballshow.com. Um, it's gonna be for me Najee Harris and Javante, kind of like neck and neck at that top spot. Um, obviously I kind of like Javante more, but. I'm drafting Najee Harris a little ahead of him, clearly, based on on ADP and such. Um, but I think they're one on one. And then next, honestly, it's it's you know you could argue Etn Walker and Hall are all super close and neck and neck. I kind of like Walker as the best running back of the three, um, but certainly any one of Etn Walker and Hall could could be the third player. Like really, that this it's a great group. This is a great group of running backs right here. The sophomore and rookie class together, the super rookies. It's absolutely phenomenal. That's why I love the the set of rankings on the site. Go check out super rookie rankings, bro. You'd love it on on the fantasy like football show. Take on the Cardinals running back situation. Thanks. Cardinals running back. I mean, it's Connor, and that's. I mean, I like Daryl Williams. They added Daryl Williams. That that's a very much like a Chase Edmonds, you know, type of role. I like that. Um, uh, Connor, I think people are going to expect what they got last year, and it's going to be hard. He's going to be hard pressed to score those touchdowns, but I certainly think he could p- potentially produce top twelve running back numbers. Sure, but past that, I'm, I'm not going to be expecting anything, you know, crazy. Uh, if I'm picking outside the top three in the draft, Najee is definitely who I'm targeting. Last year, JT was my guy, um, says Mr. B. You're not going to get Najee outside the top three, bro. But I don't know. Maybe you will in your draft. Maybe you will in your draft, homie. But I don't know about in any of the ones that I see. I'd like to hear your take on the Cardinals running back situation. Thanks again, Joseph. Hey, what's up, bro? It's over. Hey, man, I got Derrick Henry in that... Uh... That one 
Hispanics league we got going. Do I need to get that Hassan Haskins or what, man? What do you think? Do I need to get that guy? Uh, thanks, Silver. Silver Rapture's in the house. Um, yeah, I think you probably should. I, I, I think uh, he looks like he's got potential to be the backup. We don't really know. But I think, yeah, there, there's a lot of good hype about him. So the fact that I think, uh, you know, Henry looks good. You know, there's that video of him running uphill. I'm not going to lie. Like, he looked really, really good in that. Um, part of me thinks that, you know, maybe he had that plate taken out of his foot. But that doesn't change anything in terms of of the breakdown happening based on the mileage. Like, do I think he might actually have a couple, you know, really strong games out the gate? Sure. Could he could he play good for six six weeks? He could. And so if you do draft Henry, just make sure you trade him again before you even sense a decline is potentially possible. I would say last year it was if you draft Henry, make sure you trade him by week 10 before double-digit weeks. This year I feel like I feel like if 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 you draft Henry, you got to trade him before the first two months are up. So uh, eight weeks before the eighth week or right coming out of week eight. Like I think if you give it more time than that, you're going to end up getting screwed. Now, I mean, anything's possible, guys. Could he have one more elite year left? He certainly could, but the mileage is insane. And if you take a look at those that the, the footage of him running up that that upward hill, you know, sprint path that he was doing, left and right, cutting looked great. He looked great. He, I'm gonna admit he looked great. He looked very strong running uphill. But keep in mind that Derrick Henry looked really good bench pressing on rubber bands, floating in the air with chains all over him. I mean, he was just doing those 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 uh, those push ups mid air with just weights and chains all over him. And people are like, oh my God, he's going to explode. And he did, but he got hurt because the mileage added up. So it's hard to know. It's hard to know. It's hard to know when a player is going to fall and decline. It's hard to know when the drop off is. Sometimes you can be a year early, but I'd rather be a year early than a year late. And and I just think that there's it's going to be really, really, really tough for him to stay healthy off of the, the amount of volume he's in endured and the fact that Tennessee is going to be a lesser offense they lost AJ Brown um there's absolutely no shot that they're going to be in as effective offense in moving the football down the field that means a lot more stacked boxes a lot more brutal hits for Derrick Henry they're not going to be living in the red zone this is going to be a much lesser offense with the quarterback potential controversy because Tannehill's not happy Tannehill's not going to play well because he's unhappy Tannehill's not a good quarterback to begin with. He's an average. He's like an average quarterback that had an amazing wide receiver, a top five wide receiver talent wise on his roster. Now he's not. You know he doesn't have that option. So it's going to be downhill for the Titans. They're they're you know they're they're not going to be the same team. And and then now all of a sudden you know you got Derrick Henry taking more hits and and I think because they're going to lose that offensive, you know, advantage that they had in stretching the field and the the balance to their offense. Now it's like, do you think they're going to run Henry less? Probably not. They'll probably run him 25, 26 times a game. You run, you run Henry 26, 27 times a game. He will break. If you run him a lot less to keep him healthy, he won't be Derrick Henry. He needs that volume in order to, to get going. Um, 
what do we have? B ham, we got B, we got uh, we got that last question out of the way. Okay, I think we're we're good with the questions. We'll get back to any final. We'll just roll through the chat real quick. Uh, guys, ask me ask me uh, as many questions as you can. Keep them short. Um, we're gonna do fantasy football court real quick. It's time for fantasy football <coughs> court. 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 Okay, go. Quick questions. I'm not, I'm literally not going to answer anything that isn't super short. Um, so you got to, you got to be on the ball. Let's go. Let's go. Fast, fast, fast. Uh, Connor or Fournette? Give me Connor. I, Fournette, Fournette's going to look maybe good for a while, maybe not. Rashad White's taking his job. That's my, that's my feeling. ETN or Brees Hall? Uh, Bro, that's a tough one. I'm going to say ETN for right now. For right now. But Brees Hall, once he gets fully going, they'll be pretty even, in my opinion. But for now, let's go ETN for, for right now. I love both of them. I mean, no, let me let me, let me me say. How can I say that when I draft in Hall ahead of him? I'll say I'll say Hall for now. Smitty has finally converted to a Swift owner. Uh, another person doesn't understand DeAndre Swift. Where are we at? Okay, Monty or Cam Akers. Monty, Monty. Uh, the only reason I even hesitate is I wonder if you could trade Cam for more than you could trade for Mont. You know what I mean? But but if I had to pick between the two running backs, give me Monty. Give me Monty. Um, Hall is healthy. Yes, Chucky. He is. Swift or Diggs. Um, Swift or Diggs? Uh, I'm probably going to say Swift if I've got a pick between the two. I like both of them. They have very, very close ADP, but give me Swift. Trevor Lawrence or Zach Wilson? I'll probably go... I'll probably go Zach Wilson this year, but I think both of them are very, very close. I think both of them will be very, very good in the future. Um, they just need time. Their offenses have been very, very... You know, they haven't had the 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 potential that they're currently uh, t- trending toward, you know, like Lawrence had a setback year. It was just a horrible, you know, beginning to his career, but he's restarting um, ETN. I-, I wish they had a better wide receiver than Christian Kirk, but um, it is what it is. So g- give me Zach Wilson with all the talent. T Higgins or Keenan Allen. Um, very, very close. Uh, I think, you know, if you want safety, go T Higgins, but I think Keenan Allen, so- look, Herbert's going to either feed Mike Williams wide receiver one numbers or he's feeding Keenan Allen monster wide receiver one numbers. So that's tough. You know, um, I, I think, uh, yeah, safety go T Higgins, but if you want, uh, if you want a little bit more upside because he could be the number one wide receiver for the number one quarterback in fantasy football, not that Burrow can't be the number one fantasy football quarterback as well, but T Higgins will be the number two. So give me Keenan barely, barely 
Waddle or Deontay? Give me Waddle. I don't trust Deontay or the Steelers passing attack until it proves uh, otherwise. So give me give me Waddle. Aaron Jones or Saquon Barkley? Give me Aaron Jones until Barkley proves himself. I think Aaron Jones could could have a, a horrible year or one of those last you know hurrahs where this team is depleted in the wide receiver room so much that they lean to a guy that knows how to catch the football from Aaron Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers loves throwing the football to Aaron Jones, so if they can utilize Aaron Jones a lot in that passing attack, then Aaron Jones is going to have quite a year. Um, Barkley's got to prove it to me. He's on an, in an offense I'm not real fond of. Uh, I think Danny Dimes will steal and vulture a lot of touchdowns. Barkley has yet to prove he can stay healthy. He has yet to prove he is healthy. So give me Aaron Jones pretty much all day on that. Although, if you know, would it shock me if Barkley outscored Aaron Jones or Aaron Jones got hurt? No. Uh, Hooper and Joku, neither. Celtics or Warriors, uh, Warriors. DK or Debo. Uh, probably Debo, but I like both of them. I love both of them. I hope both of them have very close and similar seasons and, and both deliver wide receiver one numbers. Schultz or Dawson Knox? Give me Dalton Schultz. I really think Dalton Schultz could be the third best quarterback in, in the NFL in 2022. I think he could be, literally be the number three fantasy quarterback or tight end. God. <laughs> uh, I, think, I think Knox could be top five as well. But I think Schultz will be a top three tight end in 2022. I think he's got that potential. There's vacated targets. Dak loves the guy. Um, he's such a talent. I love Schultz. I think Schultz literally, it won't be that tough for him to be a top um, top three tight end. Uh, Swift over Eckler and redraft. No, but it wouldn't shock me if Swift was better than Eckler. Eckler's got that injury history. So does Swift. We don't know which one could get hurt. Um, Schultz has an arm on him. <laughs> Maybe he will be the quarterback at some point. Um, Mike Evans or Keenan Allen? Give me Mike Evans barely. But like I said earlier, I mean, someone someone's going to be a, a, a wide receiver one for for Herbert. <laughs> it's going to be a big year. Ayuk or Gray? I mean, you've got to draft Ayuk, but I, I think Gray is such a, a crafty dynasty grab because doors could open for him you know it's one of those like shocking things like would it surprise me like i said if gray ended up being the number two wide receiver at the end of the year no it wouldn't but you got to draft Ayuk ahead of him obviously um lock it a small little dude that's not a question silver <clears throat> uh trey lance or jalen hurts <coughs> i mean you got to kind of draft hurts ahead of Trey, but I mean, Trey, Trey could be better. Trey could be better. I think Trey could be a top five to seven quarterback in 2022. I like both these guys. I'm going to, I'm going to lean Trey. Like if I had to, if I can't trade one or there's no draft value involved, I'm literally stepping on a plane, the door's closing and I'm going to land in one, you know, in, in, in 18 weeks from week one, the door's closing. You're like, hurts or Trey. I'd, I'd yell Trey as the door closed. I wouldn't know what else to do. Kyler or Jimmy G? Take a lap, vamp. Um, Burks or Garrett Wilson? Probably Garrett Wilson. I, I like Burks a lot. I just I don't know that I love this situation right now. 
I don't like I don't like Tannehill. I think Tannehill is in a bad headspace. I think eventually he gets replaced. Quarterback, you know, change inconsistent for Burks. I don't know. I, I'm not feeling I'm not feeling it yet. We'll see. Lamb or Diggs? Give me, give me, give me Lamb, baby. Top five, top five. Lamb to the moon. Lamb to the moon. To the moon. To the moon. Get lambed. Get lambed. Um. Last one. Last one. Someone give me a juicy one. Someone, someone drop a juicy one. Allen's floor is safe, but he has a low ceiling. Allen, who? Pollard or AJ Dillon? That's a good one. Um, give, give me. You know, either one of these guys could be the number one running back by like week five. Both of them could be. Uh, give me, give me Pollard though. I think Pollard season is on its way. I think it's already here. I think Pollard could. Pollard could be getting some moonshots very, very soon. Uh, this is another one from Silver. Hey, Silver. Hey, I got that uh, report from Sleeper earlier. Said Connor was back out there today. That's what I'm talking about, baby. Let's go. Yeah, that was yesterday. What y'all talking about now? Collar's already out there. That's what I'm talking about, baby. <laughs> that was yesterday. But, um, yeah, he's out there. He's hoping for a contract extension. And uh, the Cardinals are actually talking like this could happen. Uh, so it depends on if they're on the same page, though. Uh, Tannehill or Miss Miss Lauren Tannehill or Mrs. Wilson. Uh, I don't know. I have no idea. Rashad White or Sky Moore. Give me Rashad White all day, baby. Rashad White is getting a moon call. Moon shot to the moon. To the moon, Rashad White, baby. Okay, we are we are out of here. We are out of here. This is uh, we did an extra long show today. Extra long show today. We'll be back. Um, where is it? I got all this stuff on the screen. We'll be back tomorrow, I, I believe. I, I almost canceled today. I, I, I was like, I can't cancel on my people. I got I got to show up. <clears throat> Hopefully tomorrow I don't have like any regression from me overdoing it. But um, we should be back tomorrow, same bat time, same bat channel, 7 p.m. Eastern, every Monday through Friday. As always, I reply to every single comment that happens to fall on my YouTube channel. So, um, you know, at least 99.999% of them. So, please, ask a question once this video is over and the video posts on YouTube. Go there. Ask your boy Smitty a question in the comments and I'll see you tomorrow and get on over to thefantasyfootballshow.com and get your get your 101 text device and get in the Cooper Cup League you guys can DM me on Instagram at thefantasyfootballshow.com if you want one of the final Cooper Cup spots the draft will be June 15 one hour timer off at midnight uh, there are just one or two spots left you can DM me on Instagram at thefantasyfootballshow.com make sure you get on I'm sorry DM me on Instagram at thefantasyfootballshow and get on over to thefantasyfootballshow.com for my content bowl predictions one on one advice you name it appreciate everybody in here and uh, especially the super chatters of the day thank you guys for all the super chats especially uh, I forget how you say it. his name uh, Owala I'll just call you Owala 
um, Walla with that, that super chat. Um, again, get on over to thefantasyfootballshow.com. I think you'd love the, the one-on-one text advice feature and all that. Make sure you keep Burrow in that two QB lead. My bad for reading that question wrong earlier. Burrow is a gem. A gem, bro. In a two QB lead, you got Burrow, you got Cup and Debo. Absolutely insane. Uh, I, I, I still think you consider Eckler. Still a great value echo in the second round. But Devo and 10 is such a big difference. But yeah, especially because you have a high second round pick. You gotta go Devo and Cup. Nice job, pal. Appreciate that super chat. Hope you're still watching and you can hear this. 